from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a world-building, character creation, and collaborative storytelling podcast where each week, Jeff and I take a listener-submitted prompt, spin it into original fantasy character, concept, or world detail, and use it to populate our super-dope world called fantasy. And we haven't done this show in a month. In an entire month. Is this season four? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> Welcome to season four. <laughs> sure. Sure. We have arbitrary seasons, arbitrary episode numbers, and now we're starting completely sort of fresh just for our new and old listeners. Um, so, hey, everybody. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to quick talk to you before we start bits, what we're doing for the next, like, I don't know, couple episodes, maybe 10, maybe five. Who knows? We'll feel it out. Um, is we're going to start doing kind of scratch, building original regions, original stuff, concepts, cities that aren't cultures, that aren't tied to all the stuff that we've made in five years. Just so if you've always wanted to get into All My Fantasy Children, and if you're listening to this, I hope you do, and you have a nice place to kind of see what we're about and start, this is your launching point. Welcome to the launch site. Uh, I am your co-captain, and Jeff, are you the other captain? What is your job on the launch site? So actually, my job is I wear an ice cream cone, and I dance through the concourse. And that's really important, though. It is. I mean, it is. People need ice cream. It, it brings a lot of joy to people's lives. Because, and, and here, I'll, I'll take it another step. People see that backlog of like <laughs> 200 pieces of audio, and they need something to kind of take their mind off of it. So while they're like plowing through content from like 2017, you're the jolly ice cream man that's like, keep going. You're doing great. That's me. That's that's my role. That's my role in things, and I appreciate that role in things. It brings me brings it's it's a living. So I have to be real with you though, that it is kind of an important role. Is like I typed up that world guy thing. It's like I have so far there's a second one that's like twenty fucking pages. And I think about how if I were to ask you questions about any of these things, you wouldn't know, but you would have a really good joke that would make me feel better. That I that, I mean that, that, that. often is the case. But I really do appreciate it because we've talked about how cool the dynamic is. So, like, you are the ice cream man where I am mission control, gripping a pencil to the point that it shatters, but there's not even a shuttle taking off. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> you're just you're watching video of me doing a dance in an ice cream cone. <laughs> yeah, while well, I'm like, my God, these numbers aren't adding up. Um, but anyway, is that the song you chose to do your dance to? Yes. So you're the, the Six Flags, Flags you're the, the Six, Six Flags, Flags old man, yeah. you're the Six Flags the old man, man perfect, the ice cream cone has a very warped old man face, <laughs> it um, it's not yours, it's like a full <laughs> mascot suit, it is, so, with Jeff, a mask sort of stapled to the front, <laughs> can we think of a new bit, not what's getting you no. excited this week, alright, well, I mean, what's getting maybe, you excited this week, well, that's fine, what's your bit, I don't know, I said, can we think of one? Oh, I thought you meant... I thought you so okay. We can. I thought you meant. Can we think of a new bit that's not me dancing in an ice cream cone suit with a with a man's no, face? That is, that is not even that's a bit. In. That is that's locked what, in. That's what the show is. <laughs> um, 
But no, I meant something new. Maybe maybe we'll give the listeners something what's, new, something what's fresh. What's up? What do you got? What do, what do you got? Because uh, we have at the table with Jeff and Aaron. We have what's getting you excited this week. Oh, can, uh, I have one. Um, uh, Can we have a friendly shout out of like a creator we enjoy lately? Yeah, yeah. You know what do you what do you who do you engaging with what do you what do you like in this week who is whose work have you experienced lately they can be on Twitter they don't have to be they can just be something but like oh uh what who's someone that inspires you this week there we go that's a good way to put it I've been watching a lot of Brian David Gilbert videos okay they've been really uh, I've been I've been just rewatching the same videos eleven times as you do during quarantine because that's yeah. all that's all we do is. It's sort of been a, a cycle, but like, yeah, I've I've been watching a lot of Brian David Gilbert videos. Uh, there's some very funny ones, and there's some very like horrifying nightmare videos. Yeah, uh, and they're both extremely good. I, I really like. I, I I haven't really gone back to any of the the unraveled yet. Yeah, but like, sort of just Brian David Gilbert's like not unraveled stuff is very very good, and I kind of enjoy it more than I enjoyed a lot of the unraveled. Uh, they're good, like, they're very funny, but, like, the, the stuff that he's making on his YouTube channel, you should go check it out, because it's, like, kind of brilliantly good. It is, it is, uh, I really respect, uh, Brian David Gilbert? Brian David Gilbert. Yeah, Brian David Gilbert's, like, weird nerdly dedication to these unraveling things, because that's very much, like, we talked about this, like, four years ago, that's, like, very much my shit. Like, Mm -hmm. deep diving into lore to the extent where it's, like... It looks like it hurts. Like you hit the bottom of the pool and you have to come back up and take a breath because you went too deep. So I am a huge fan of that. And I, I'm, I'm about that. That's a really good example. Mine is way off of that. Um, who's been inspiring me this week? So I've been listening to a lot more show tunes lately and just getting, I've been getting my musical theater on. Um, so there's a song that's come out with like a dance. So Pasek and Paul wrote Dear Evan Hansen. That like blew them up. Is that musical? And But they have a lot of bangers from back in the yesteryear, and one of them is called Ready to Be Loved, which recently came out with like a dance remix that fucking slaps because Kennedy Cowell, Cahill, Cahill, it's like C-A-H-G-H-E-L-L, um, it looks like Cog Hell, is this woman who in 2011, she was in college and she sang this song. She is one of those people who's like a mutant. Like she's naturally so absurdly talented from age like 21. Since then, she's been in like five fucking Broadway shows. She's like one of the greatest vocalists currently in New York City. But I've been watching all of her shit and just being like, wow, I got no talent. But it gets me excited to kind of just like dive into like exploring voice and stuff like that and just learning about these people who are just so well-trained and also so naturally talented that they kind of just make you look like you're wearing a barrel. You know what I mean? And naked underneath. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like these people who are just natural phenomenons. And I also watched the Selena documentary. So it's like I've been really fascinated with this idea of people who are just naturally really fucking good at singing and also like they train but still it's just been something that has been inspiring these people who like build these fucking really amazing careers just on talent and like skill and execution and you know luck is all these like opportunity meets execution but like my god they're Please put in, if you're watching this, Elon Cares 2011 Ready to Be Loved into YouTube. Good fucking God. Anyway, that's what's inspiring me this week, and it's been my shit. you know shit. Mariah Carey can sing an entire piano? I did not know that, but that yeah. makes a lot Mariah Carey can sing an entire piano. All, all them keys. <laughs> Every and single like, note on the piano. <laughs> like, that's bananas. And, like, I like those kinds of... I, I like these kinds of magic tricks, you know, because they are, like, cool vocal phenomenons, like, skill... 
that defy fucking reality. I, that is what's been inspiring me. And Kennedy Cowell is that person. So look her up. We are about to take a listener submitted prompt, spin into an original fantasy character, a world detail. And I am very excited to start like a new region in, with you because we haven't done this in a minute. So the prompt this week comes to us from Ink Oculi in our Discord channel. Ink Oculi is, of course, the brilliant artist behind pretty much all of our merch. Uh, if you want to go find that at the One Shots T Public. Now, the prompt is, prompt, the Mockingbird Festival. Now, Jeff, how much do you know about mockingbirds? Because they're probably, I think, my, that's my favorite small bird. No, literally not. Literally, I'm not sure they're an actual bird. Oh, they are very much so I a bird. assume. Well, I'm not sure if it's like a dove where it's not really like an actual bird. A, bear, a dove is a bird. It's a pigeon. It is. It's it is, not a pigeon. They're like gray. Doves are like a different like a, color. It's like a white. Pi- it's like a variety of. Isn't yes, a dove yes. a variety? It's a variety of pigeon. Yes, d- more or less. Pigeon. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. You're not wrong. I wasn't but, sure if a mockingbird is just another pigeon. No, the northern mockingbird, especially the one that I'm familiar with, um, living where I do, is it kind of looks like a pretty ordinary bird. I'm going to send you uh, this website so you can see. It's pretty nondiscreet. It's just like a gray bird. It's very, but they sing like a motherfucker. They're they're like a mocking bird because they mimic. And its name, its taxon, taxonomy, taxonomy name comes from fucking something Greek. I can't remember, but it's like many tongues basically because they can mimic tons of birds. They have like a gajillion different fucking songs and they sing all the goddamn time. It's like a really cool thing because sometimes it's to attract mates. Sometimes it's to claim territory from other mockingbirds where it's like if I'm singing, I'll know that like there's a mockingbird here. So all the other mockingbirds fuck right off. And sometimes to attract mates, you know, they're they're just cool. And they sing like very sometimes random tunes and sometimes they can mimic. It's a really cool, smart bird with a really interesting song, but they there's nothing really to them visually. This is just like a pretty gray bird with a long tail. Now, this festival, though, what are your initial thoughts on this Mockingbird Festival? We can start with, like, the region. I'd like to start from the festival and build it outward, personally, like, okay. learn about the region through that. Do you have any initial thoughts? Because I have a few. I, I did have an initial thought. Okay. And that is that once a year... Every single mockingbird in the entire planet congregates on one single location, and that is the Mockingbird Festival. Like, it is the day in which every single one of these birds on the entire planet gathers and flies to one specific location for, like, a week. Okay. And that is just, and, like, on that week, it's just, they're all of, they're, it's every single one on the planet. From a, I like that. From the other side of the world. I like this mass migration moment, and they all come together and a festival started to celebrate them because like you know what i mean think about jeff if you're sitting in your fucking apartment right now and like six billion mockingbirds show up and start like singing they are they are noisy they are noisy kids they they are yeah. peepums so imagine that like cacophony of noise and like it would be pretty neat if like your city you wake up and like your city is co- by the way they also sing at night so they can be fucking miserable because yeah. they'll start singing like from 2 a.m to like 6 a.m sometimes yeah but the reasons for that are very interesting which is going to be my point but i like this idea that somewhere in fantasy this is so far removed from everything we've talked about, so far away, because our world has such a grand scale, that there is a city, a region. Is it a region, or is this like a town or a city? 
Mm. Like, do they all come to like you know North America? You know what I mean? Like, like a, an entire like a peninsula. Like a peninsula. Okay, so they come to a peninsula, and they all all the mockingbirds in the world congregate at this one point, and a festival started to kind of celebrate this migratory journey. May I make a pitch because I like that? Yes. So, p- mockingbirds oftentimes will sing uh, out of like desperation. Um, meaning like if I don't stop singing, someone might take my territory, you know, or take my mate. Mm. So I think that there's something to that with what people do during the Mockingbird Festival is maybe they, they're on this peninsula and they sing out to the sea or they sing out to outside of their homes in hopes that people they've lost or people who couldn't come home. Cause I think it's a festival where everybody comes home. It's like what, you know, in America, it's like Thanksgiving, you know, okay. where people are from their hometown come home, maybe. And if if they haven't, or if you've literally lost someone, like they've died, maybe you stand out, you sing out your window, and you sing a song that they would hear in hopes that they hear it and come home. And that's like part of the, just a part of the Mockingbird Festival, where it's about coming home, but it's also about calling out for people you love, like a Mockingbird. I can get down with that. It's just one little detail of it. I want to talk. What 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 is most appealing to you about this festival? This celebrate. It's the celebration of the mockingbird. This singing, chirping, you know, loving little people, and there's billions of them in this peninsula. They are covered, and so it's noisy. It's loud. It already sounds like a party. Did people just say, "Fuck it, why not have a party"? So I have a I, a, a pitch that I want to make. Okay, about the mockingbird. Based on what you have told me about the Mockingbird today. All right. I, the idea that, that, that jumps out to me, the thing that is interesting to me, the thing that excites me, the possibility that is really interesting to me is this idea that the Mockingbird, like, changes its melody to, like, impersonate things. Yes, it is a mimic. Like, the mimic aspect is very interesting to me. I was really hoping you were saying it. Because that. the thing that is most interesting to me is this idea, the pitch I want to throw out is, like, is that... The, is that Maybe and maybe it's just for this week, right? Like maybe it's maybe adding to the magic of this like this weird event, making <gasps> oh. it like a little bit horrifying is that like they're not singing their song. They are literally like saying things that they have heard over the like over the year. Like they're like they pick up like words and, you know, like secrets and like things that they have heard people say around a mockingbird are all spoken into the air in this, like, across this peninsula, like, and there's this, this, the kind of horrifying element of, like, it is almost this, this, this wide, magical kind of bearing of secrets, like, and there's no context to it, but, like, there's this magical idea of, like, if you say something, even if you are in confidence, a bird might hear it, carry it across the world, and at a gathering of all the world, like, it's just this cacophony of, people having pe- things people have said like it's, it's a bit a bit of a parrot type dynamic right yeah. of like but like yeah. if the parrot repeated if the parrot repeated a thing with perfect accuracy and like kind like not like like not in the way that like a parrot reproduces speech kind of like flatly if a parrot like carried with it inflection and your voice okay. and like the the full scope of the thing that you said the parrot carried that off halfway across the world, and then once a year for a week, every parrot, every mockingbird 
existed in one place and just like shouted out all of these secrets. See, I love this. I love this idea that a mockingbird basically mimics people. In fan, perhaps they mim- can mimic people as well in fantasy, mm-hmm. like and, uh, with perfect clarity. And they maybe just grab a fragment of a sentence, and every year they fly to this. What do you want to name this peninsula? I don't know that we have a name yet. I don't have a name yet. Okay, we'll come back to it. So mockingbirds can copy people's voices in this version of fantasy. They uh, they can literally mimic a human being. They pick up a fragment. You know, is this random or is this intentional? You know what I mean? Is this a phenomenon or is it just random chatter that the birds are doing? It doesn't have to be a mockingbird like in our world. They can be like, you know, more mischievous because you said it's a secret. They Yeah, I like that they are secrets. I like that they I like that it's like it, it's fragments. Um, and what's the timestamp we're at right now? What, 19 minutes? <laughs> 20, yeah, 20, 20 in, minutes almost on the dot. We're in there. Well, you know why? You know why I wanted that noted, Aaron? Why? Because we're doing, like, all new stuff. Yeah. But this is the first time we're breaking out an old favorite. What is it? I think it's both. <laughs> oh, shit. Go on. What do you I think? think? That I think I think you can absolutely train a mockingbird. Like, train a mockingbird to be a spy. I think that's extremely cool, right? Like, yes. you can absolutely train mockingbirds to, to, to be, to, to listen to secrets, come back, and tell you the details. I I actually like the idea that some mockingbirds that like birds are I mean birds are smart for the most part like yeah. I, the idea of a bird that is smart enough a, a, a particularly smart bird could be taught to quite literally like learn like not just repeat but like understand context and like give you details of like who they were talking to uh, like like the idea that like a bird trained with sufficient intent could give could be the world's most like dangerous spy is very is a very cool detail to me. Can I put a twist on this? Yes. That may take it in a slightly different direction. Slightly. Go for it. As opposed to teaching a bird and having it be this like trained animal that someone does for malicious intent. Perhaps bird we have, we've decided in an episode the lore master episode that birds are like fucking magical in fantasy. They like ward off monsters. They're this symbol of safe passage. But perhaps the mockingbird festival is celebrated because these mockingbirds all have a sentence, a phrase, a word. And what it is, perhaps there are a billion mockingbirds in this peninsula at one time, all chattering one word, one phrase. If you could decipher that and put it all together, maybe people think it leads to something like the Fountain of Youth, a secret untold, uh, like it's a treasure kind of hunt thing. Like this is like the mockingbirds have pieces of a treasure map, whether they do or not. I'm trying to figure out if the festival is thinking like, oh my God, the mockingbirds are telling a secret. This is, I'm thinking it's perception. Like we're perceiving that the mockingbirds are whispering secrets to one another. Perhaps they know something we don't. We need to crack this code of this cacophony of noise. We have to, de- we have to decipher data from it. And maybe then that's the secret to finding like the spear of immortality or like the talisman that could end the world and I could have it for myself. Or it's like, you know, the, 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 the secret of bringing a human being back to life or something like that. Because why is it a festival was my thought was, is it people gathering there to, like, get pieces of the treasure map? What if it's both of our ideas at once? Fuck like, yes. there's a, there's a middle ground that is very exciting to me. Okay. 
if it, if, if you cannot train a mockingbird, I, mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of taking that off the table that a mockingbird will tell you what a mockingbird tells you. Yeah. But like this festival is a festival of people going, but like the thing you can decipher and perceive is still secrets. Oh. Like, so it is a festival. The, the only way that I can describe this is we using a slightly silly phrase that I think is very cool and evocative. Aaron, is this a spy festival? I am starting to think about that a lot about deciphering code and like the level of where it's like you're kind of a mix of a bird watcher and a code breaker. Yeah, it's this idea of like the thing that you're going to to perceive it might I like the idea that there are like I don't know if it's necessarily like all of the birds in unison have like one thing, but like you can find the the location of this very important thing that you're looking for. You can find, you know, you can find this secret to this ritual that like has been passed around, but like all of these secrets are being spoken and if you are if you go to this festival and you go with the intent to like crack these codes, there is like a wealth of information available to you, but it is something that you have to learn how to basically decipher the the screeches of a billion like that, that that the idea that like the 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 real treasure is information <laughs> is like very cool to me. <laughs> it, it, well, it is, and like the fact that there is a very great possibility that one of these birds might know, like, put together the info to like create, you know, a potion that you know makes you Galactus. You know, right? And like, if, and sorry, go ahead. Uh, like that idea of like of like it's it's there's there's so many angles to it, but like. The act that this is just, like, a sheer magical thing that, like, mountains of information that has all been kept secret and private and, like, kept away from people is just, like, for lack of a better way to put it, vomited out into the air. And people go to this festival to be like, I am going to write things down. I am going to decipher things. And, like, if I can put this information together in an interesting way, like, fascinating. If I can uncover a secret that I have been trying to find the answer to, perfect. Like... This idea that the people that go to this festival are going to decode information. Yes. And yes. using that that information to, like, magical ends is fascinating to me. And something that I think is really cool in real world about this is, yes, these birds are chirping words and random data that I'm thinking of it as, like, lines of code. Like, if I, Aaron, looks at the fucking Matrix, I don't know what's in there, but Cypher from the Matrix literally can make sense of it. That's the people who are, like, these... Mock, you know, these mockingbird chasers. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These bird chasers, these bird, bird watchers, bird, bird watchers. I like these bird watchers. Those. They're the type that they're they're at this festival. They're at the mockingbird festival to decipher this info to crack this code. Maybe there isn't a fucking code, but some people believe there is. Some people are at the mockingbird festival to hear the cacophony of noise and go on like a lovely oh, tourist yeah. to destination. 100%. And I like that. It's a very real moment. Where it's like some people want to go to Roswell, New Mexico because they're curious, they like the landscape, but also the alien stuff is cute. Some people are like, you don't fucking understand. There's something in those mountains that's a spaceship, like, you know, the difference, but both can enjoy at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm getting from the Mockingbird Festival is various yeah. different goals to enjoy this cacophony, this storm of information and words. Yeah, I really like that. Because, like, I personally always think sad. I go always to tragic and I think of like, there's a chance you might like, you know, if it's a fantasy world with points of light, 
you know, mm-hmm. where you might, you're, you're, if somebody leaves, you might never talk to them again for like 400 fucking years because they're that far away. Some people, I'm sure, go to this Mockingbird Festival to like piece things together to get a message from the other side or to know that their loved one or friend is still out there. Yeah. You know? And so everyone, it's a, it's like a big destination, this festival, to celebrate kind of this bird that has the ability to kind of relay information, no matter what that means to you. It it is something, you know, there's something for the people with the notebooks just writing down every word they hear and saying in their hotel every night, like, you know, racking numbers and smashing phrases in their head. But there's also some beauty to people being like, oh, I just love that. I come here for the noise. I like that it's a thing that happens and how people interpret it is up to them. Yeah, I like that we got to this point <laughs> 28 minutes in, well, like roughly with some time edits. But like the fact that it's something that I've been thinking about with our show is we have festivals and things like that. I think about people who kind of, like me, I live in New York. There's a lot of like trendy shit that everybody's doing. I'm like, well, not everybody, because I don't fucking do that. I like to go to the parks and events for different things. And I like to think about the the Aaron in fantasy who's like, I don't fucking go to decipher code. That sounds awful. I'm sure, like, you know, I'm there to listen to, I'm here to look at pretty birds, chirp their pretty songs all at once and wear my, you know, protective ear coverings because it's very loud. It's very loud. So can we talk about this festival and the things that go on in it? Because now we know why they're there. Because yeah. these birds, why do the birds go there? Are they talking to each other? Are the birds exchanging information as well? Or is it just a weird migrational pattern that no one can understand type thing? Is it just a phenomenon? I like the idea that the birds are exchanging information. Ooh. I don't know what that fully means. Yes. It's very very real world where like birds do it. Fuck knows why. They just do. You know, they are talking to each other. They are communing with one piece of information. And it, it, it might create a big... And I think that's where this festival began was the people in this region would be like, are they talking to each other? And there was a little curiosity and thinking about the story that these mockingbirds were telling. And I think that's where the kind of like, maybe they're relatives telling each other where they've been. Maybe they're friends. Maybe they're talking shit. Maybe And like people started thinking of it as like, you know, people would go out and travel, and every time the festival rolls around, they'd come home. Like, well, I got to make it home mm-hmm. for the, the Mockingbird Festival. I got to tell my mom all the cool places I've been. Just like, you know, the, it's the bird thing. You don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's this thing about you talk about where you've been. You share information with people. And I feel like it kind of has this element of when you're at the Mockingbird Festival, it has this very murder mystery game element where if you meet a stranger, you only tell them one piece of information. That's fun. You know, it's like kind of like this fun for some people. It's like an interactive game. And you try to like when you meet people, you can only speak in like one sentence at a time. Like you, you, you know, you everybody is just honoring the weird thing that these birds are doing. And it's just a lot of bird nerds. And I love that. I like that. I like that. It's a lot of bird nerds. I I. I, I feel like we've created something very large, and I like that, that, like, like you said, like, the people are coming for very different reasons, and I really enjoy that. Yeah, it's like a con. It's, yeah. it's a Mockingbird con, where, like, I'm not there to really play games, I'm there to, like, see my friends and catch up with them. And that's, like, something you can totally do at the Mockingbird, uh, Mockingbird Festival, is, like, there's tons of games and food and vendors, and, you know, there's also these weird treasure hunt, and there's also the weird... You know, tinfoil hat bird conspiracy people who are like going out there and fucking cracking this code. And I fucks with that. 
I like it. I like this a lot. I think this is a good energy for this space to have. I'm going to propose a name. Okay. I want to propose Whisperbeak. <sighs> Starting off, Foya. That's, remember Smash Brothers 64, Fox's Up B? Foya! That's what that is. That is Foya. Oh my God. So Whisperbeak is the name of the region or the city? It's, it's the, all one thing? Like the peninsula. Like it's yeah. just kind of like the, the area, like the, 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 the general kind of, the region, I guess, like the yeah. general kind of area. So I feel like Whisperbeak started as a town that was known for like, just it's nature conservatories. Maybe it's birds. Whisperbeak is known for like its birds. Birds kind of like flock there. It's a bird sanctuary. It's I'm seeing it in my head as a little marshy. Uh, you know, it has like shrubby trees, really beautiful willows, moss growing on things, very Everglades. Mm-hmm. Um, and birds flock there, and they're chatty and they're happy. It's like a perfect place for birds to hang out. But then one year, it was just. This swarm of mockingbirds came to all hang out there, and the people who would travel from Whisperbeak, would, the word would spread, because they all leave. So here's a here's detail I want to throw out. I want to throw out this idea that, like, because we said this is a whole region, like, it's very interesting to me, even though there are still, like, a billion mockingbirds, it is interesting to me that, like, depending on where you go... Like, it's, it's, it's less of a, like, cacophonous noise and more of, like, different groups of birds in each section, and that's very yeah. interesting to me. I like the idea that, like, this is a, a place that I, – I, the thing that you said that really resonates with me is, like, this is a place that, like, the, the – this, this curiosity was happening, right? Like, I think that it's it, – like, it was happening and eventually the people that lived here – yeah. Just sort of noticed like, oh, this is a really weird thing. Like the birds keep coming and, and telling each other stories like that's very weird. And so we get that kind of experience of like, like you said, people come home. What if the reason that the word spreads is because of the mockingbirds? Ooh, OK. How so? We said that they're coming here and talking to each other. Yeah. What if they take home a different sentence than they bring? Okay, I love it. It's a literal exchange of information. Yeah. So this has officially kicked the Mockingbird Festival into a new gear for me. And so it becomes this thing of like, for the people that were tracked, like you have the people that live in Whisperbeak, right? Like this, this, uh, this small community of, uh, let's say, let's say elves with gills. Fuck yeah. Why not? Yeah. Fuck it. Um. The, the small community of, 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 of elves with gills living in this peninsula, uh, studying these birds, they are, they are watching this, they watch this happen, and for them it's like, they kind of watch it, and that, that's sort of where this tradition comes of like, however far, however far you, however far you, you swim, right? You swim in the ocean, because they have gills, they're ocean, they swim in the ocean. Yeah. Um, this community, this, 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 this region, the, the, the whisper beak elves, have gills and can swim in the ocean. Cannon. There. Here's a detail to add to it. Okay. However far you swim, when you hear, when you hear the caca, like when you hear the noise, you hear it, you can hear like that, that, that noise is so loud, right? Like there's so much talking happening among these birds. Yeah. That like, if you put your ear to it and you know what you're listening for. Yeah. You can hear it from anywhere in the world. So it it is a homecoming holiday because for for people that travel, for people that leave Whisperbeak and, and go into the go into the waters, go into the rivers, go into the oceans, start chasing waterfalls. 
they can hear where where their home is and can find and find their way home right like they can come back oh, and visit and tell of their stories was, yeah because you can hear the birds from anywhere in the world i like is that the origin of it like can we put an official stamp and like that's how it started is like this small town enjoying this festival and coming home yeah, and I like that the other part of it, like the P, like there's the, like uh, uh, tying into a lot of what we said. Like there's, a, I think there, I like the idea that there's a lot of origins. There is like the origin to the elves of Whisperbeak, where it is very specifically like, I I go like the, I this is my chance to go home, and then there are the people that are like, I followed birds here because like birds, like something weird was happening with the birds, and we followed the birds here and found this weird thing. And also, like, there's there's also the element of, like, if I go out and, like, I spend a year out in my life, I might, I might meet someone. I might yes, make friends. Yes, yes. And, like, so there's an element of, like, homecoming and, like, bringing friends with me. It's in, yes, it's, 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 so what you're describing is this really amazing thing where elves of Whisperbeak, they go out and swim as far as they can, whether it's up a river, out in the ocean, you know, go out, live your life. It's like a thing in Whisperbeak. You go out. You swim as far as you can, but when you hear the mockingbird, come home and tell us where you've been. Tell us about the things you've seen. And like, of course, it's metaphorical, like going out and swimming as far as you can, but pretty much saying like, go out and live your life. Go out and swim. Go out, get tired, see as far as you can, live as much as you can. But when you hear that bird, when you feel that vibration, I like this it's almost like I want to imagine these elves from Whisperbeak are like kind of a bit of a fish and kind of a bit of they have that cool electromagnetic bird thing where it's like birds are weird. They just know when to migrate. It's the same thing with the elves of Whisperbeak. It's like when you feel that call, when you hear it, like they probably don't really hear a bunch of fucking birds or maybe they do, but they just know I got to come home and I got to tell everybody where I've been. And it's this closeness of family and over time, that increases, as you said, like as people meet people, as people, you know, find partners, find friends, find business associates. Hey, I want to show you this cool thing. Let me show you where I'm from. And over time, people just got to experience and learn about this phenomenon. And of course, it turned into, you know, it, everybody has their own goals for enjoying it. And that, to me, is the start of like the Mockingbird Festival. It's usually how yeah. these things fucking start. Yeah. Or like in Whisperbeak... It just started as a thing of like, oh, yeah, that's when you know to go home. It's when the streetlights come on, basically. Got to go home. Got to go tell everybody where I've been, all the cool stuff. It's like a weird, it's almost like the, the you know, they share, the elves of Whisperbeak share a migratory pattern in that way as I make a gesture circling on my desk that no one can see, um, where they go out, get called home. Go out, get called home. It's very similar. And like in Whisperbeak, people wonder if, are we the first people to ever see the mockingbirds return to Whisperbeak? Or has this been happening for millennia without anyone knowing? You know, yeah. was a tree falling in the woods and no one heard it? Um, and I really like how it grows into this weird thing where people all over the world come to enjoy this very strange bird. But the focus of it, I think, and something that I want to talk to you about now is the exchange of information. Is, yeah. the, is the theme of the Mockingbird Festival. It's the birds are talking to each other. They're not, like you said, they're not parroting. They're not just repeating. They are communing. And they are doing what the elves of Whisperbeak do, where they, or that's interpreted that way, that they're talking, they're sharing, and then they leave and they come back and they say something different. 
And so I think that when you go there, whether you're there for not, I think you go there with the intention of making friends, making new acquaintances, learning about new people, experiencing and learning as much as you can about other people's lives. Because it's the same exact thing of like, I went out, I lived my life, I swam as far as I could. Ooh, I got to go to Whisperbeak and make a new friend and tell them all the cool stuff that I saw. I like that. It's a lot of people talking about themselves. <laughs> I feel like that's okay, though. Yeah, like, of course. It's like a lovely thing where people learn. It's kind of like a, it's a, I wish that were real in real life, where people could learn about each other's lived experiences and learn to connect over a beautiful cacophony of birds in some kind of swampy Everglade. You know, that sounds like a fucking dream to me. I love it. Gosh, the Mockingbird Festival. Can we talk about food? Yes. What's the food scene like? Is it restaurants, stalls, or is it like bring your own grill? Bring your own. It's got to be bring your own grill. Everybody's got to cook something. You don't come empty handed to the Mockingbird Festival. It's potluck. Yes. It's It's like you go out, swim as far as you can. Bring something home. If if the purpose of this is is exchanging information, sharing stories, sharing ideas, like yes. grow, like growing together, you got to like food has to be a part of that. Like yes. sharing food has to be has to be a big a key element of that. I feel like Whisperbeak is a very unique place that has its own food scene mm-hmm. that is like this. I hate to use the phrase melting pot, but like truly this like cornucopia of different cultures mixing together to make this really cool thing, all from following birds. The thing that pops into my head is that I imagine vegetarian and vegan food is very prominent. Why is that? If studying these birds, watching these birds, like celebrating with these birds is so important, th- there's got to be a disconnect of like eating bird at least, Oh, right? God, it even fucking <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be like, well, time for some fucking chicken. Yeah, and I mean, these fucking elves with gills live among fish. I I imagine the elves with gills, by the way, the the elves of Whisperbeak live uh, akin to like a beaver that can can also go out in the ocean. See, I'm not imagining them eating fish like crazy. So maybe it's pescatarian. Maybe it's just <laughs> yeah. no, it's just okay. no chi- maybe it's just no bird. <laughs> you know, maybe just the idea of bringing a bird to eat to this island is, you know, it's a very frowned upon concept. How could you? It's a, it's a very poor taste. Yeah. <laughs> I like I and and I just I I I like a lot about this. I think it's very interesting. I I also think I'm going to revisit an idea that I threw out that I still think is also very fun, but I think Please. actually takes it in a very different direction. Yeah. I want to revisit Spy Festival. <laughs> oh, okay. Hit me. Because, like, if this is about the exchanging of information. Yes. And and part of this is going and hearing things that birds are saying and writing things down and decoding things. That's also an ideal opportunity what i'm what i picture is like there's a great moment for uh like information exchanges in a in 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 a in a in a shadowy context that is like very in a nefarious cool way maybe sometimes sometimes nefarious sometimes benign but like if you want to if you if you want to meet with someone and share a piece of information and not have it be heard mm. there is no more secure location in all of fantasy than in the mockingbird festival I love that. If you want to go and tell someone, if you're like, I know, I'm trying to think of a cool. What's a cool? I, I, I know the person that that killed your killed your traveling companion. I know them. I know the identity of this person. Mm. We travel to the Mockingbird Festival. Ah, so that's like the bench and the park where they exchange suitcases in every spy movie. I feel like it would be an energy that would be present. Like some people have to. There's there's an element of like. 
there are just words being whispered all over the world. No one would know if you said a thing. I like this. I like this Mockingbird Festival. I like this region. I like that it has so many different tones and flavors to it. Like some people go for like a family vacation. Some people go to like divulge like spy secrets. And some people are convinced that the birds are going to lead them to like a giant lightning sword. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it very much. Um, Trying to think. I wanted to ask you then about the elves of Whisperbeak. I want to talk about a little bit about them while we have some time. Yeah. Talk to me. Let's talk. Let's, 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 I want to learn about them a little more. So they have gills. Do they live underwater or is it a mixture of both? Mixture of both. So it's a mixture of both. Um, is it, I, what do they, do they live in homes? Or do they live in the water? Hard hitting questions. You had mentioned beavers. I imagined like dams. I'm picturing dams. Okay. So even on the coast, like you build yeah. a motherfucking dam and you li- Sorry, that sentence was so ridiculous. Motherfucking stupid. damn. Yeah, I know. Um, so uh, That's why we got I, that NSFW tag, baby. Bam, bam, fuck, fuck, piss. Um, <laughs> Hell damn um, fart. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I imagine they live in like these cool dams. And it's just kind of before the Mockingbird Festival, I feel like that is what I want to learn about really quickly. What was life like in Whisperbeak before it was like this bumping fucking event city, you know? Do you have any thoughts off the top of your head? These people who are like, are they like ornithologists, like bird studiers? You know, are they bird scientists? Or is it really bird heavy? Or is it just like kind of, you know, just kind of happen? Hmm. You know, what is their I like it just like? naturally. I like it being bird heavy. Yeah. I like it. That just that is a that is an appealing aesthetic to me, so I'm gonna run with it because I like the aesthetic of it. Oh, I have thought, if I may. Go for do it. Do you? Do you have anything? No, go for it. So there's something cool because I think about if elves are underwater, if you live underwater, communication is challenging. Um and that's where I think the uh I think that the elves of Whisperbeak follow the bird yes the bird call great it's like this call this migration you know you know when it's time to go home it's time to swim home time to swim back to whisperbeak although there's this bird festival i feel like the elves of whisperbeak have a very specific type of song that can be sung underwater and i wanted that to be a detail where it's like they have a form of communication that can only be felt underwater and perhaps that is the call as well as the bird like my 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 thing is like if you stayed in whisperbeak and like your child is out fucking exploring the world do you call to them from the shore using this like very whisperbeak's type of song i like that cuz i think of like i'm trying to make this connection between actual mockingbirds and the 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 ones the people of whisperbeak where it's like you you call to those you love, but it's not wanting them to come home. You kind of sing to like encourage them. I, I feel like songs are sung in the way that like you know in typical fantasy of people and of events, and you sing these you sing these water songs, you know, and you you sing them underwater. You dunk your head in or you swim down. You take your deep breath and you sing and you just kind of hope that wherever they are, they feel it. And not that they need to come home, but just know that you're thinking of them. Because something sad about mockingbirds is the idea that they will sing if they feel threatened. So they won't stop. And it's like this exhausting burning of calories. Like you see their little chest working so hard when they're going for like an hour. And it's this very sad desperation. And I wanted to kind of flip that and make it so like... A lot of times, people in Whisperbeak 
they'll take an entire day to sing a song, but it's not out of desperation. It's just when you're thinking of someone and when I you like love that. someone, you, 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 it's how you express your love to someone because you can't call them home. Only the birds can do that. But, and you can't use a cell phone. <laughs> so instead you sing this thing and you hope the waves carry it and it, you hope it crashes on the back of their head and they feel that song and know that you are thinking of them. I like that. I want to give this community of elves a name. Yes, please. I'm trying to think of a good name for them. Um, do you want to do word association stuff? Mm, yes. So we are talking birds, water, waves, uh, um, undersea, uh, feathers, call, migration. They're called the melody. Ooh, baby. And it is a it is an honored tradition that 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 the the melody, the elves of the elves of Whisperbeak, the melody. Like you said, they sing to encourage one another, and when someone that you love truly and that that you love truly and you are connected with, whether found whether a blood family or a found family, I think that is the idea of when you have when you have truly bonded with someone, when you have truly loved someone, you can hear their you can hear their 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 song anywhere in the world. I love that. I and like maybe that that's idea. part of what makes the what makes the Mockingbird Festival magical is like. Suddenly, for an instant, it's not one person that you don't just hear one person song like the Mockingbirds are every Mockingbird in the world is talking. You're going to hear everyone you love. And for someone that is sort of naturally attuned to hearing the voice of someone that they care about, you hear everyone that you love in one place. It's going to drive you home. It's going to drive you back to this place. Can I make a pitch about the melody? Yes. The melody are known for in very in ode to like sirens, mermaids, their vocal skills are in fantasy. There isn't a single being alive who wouldn't be brought to tears by a song that's sung on land that can be heard by regular by regular folkin who aren't the melody. But the songs that are sung underwater is something that the the melody kind of explore and learn how to hear across the waves so i feel like another branch of this mockingbird festival is some people come to learn to sing some people come to learn how to kind of gain this this cool up skill because i feel like i don't want it to be like they just can do it you know i i like the idea that it's executed they sing across they manage to project this sound through the water targeted at someone from across the world i like that and so it's this element that, like, the melody is known for music. It's known for in- celebration and family. This idea of connecting with one another from across the entire planet that you come home and the melody exchange information and they learn from each other. And wow, it's like it takes a village type thing. Like there's a communal hall. And when someone comes home, they are seated right in the center and their story, everybody sits and they eat and they listen and they sing and they write new songs celebrating. And they write, you know how like bardic songs are always about these events that happen. Every time someone comes home and tells the story of where they've been, everyone writes their own song about that event. So every like every time that you come home and have like a new event, there's like 40, 400 new songs about you and how mm. amazing you are. And like the list of songs that are in the melodies like repertoire through history, it's like an incalculable amount of stories. And like historians try to decode how many songs there may have been, but it's impossible to know because they're never written down. Yeah, I like that. 
I am obsessed with this cool because it, it 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 makes this full circle like this musical culture. You know, this very bird like. You have these calls that people communicate with these songs. No wonder. I mean, honestly, no wonder the mockingbirds go there. It's a place where they find like a like minded heartbeat in the melody. Like, like people that. might wonder where why the mockingbirds choose to come to Whisperbeak, and it's because they hear this. They feel this resonance with the melody. I fuck with this. God damn. I think that might be a rap. Whew. I think it's a rap. Jeff, we got there. Listener, that was really fucking hard. <laughs> we got oh, there. Welcome to new stuff. Wow. Um, if you're just joining us, welcome to all my fantasy children. Sometimes it's the writer's room and welcome. Sometimes it's challenging, but we get there. We always get there. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Ink Oculi, for your prompt. Um, if you'd like to submit a prompt to our podcast so we can create another new region, another new culture, another new whatever... Uh, feel free to use our disc. Though there's a million ways to do it. Jeez, we haven't done this in a while. Jeff, do you mind telling people because I would never be able to do this in a million years? You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag Fantasy Children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. Uh, you can email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com or you can go to bit.ly slash AMFC Discord and post them in the prompt submission channel. Booyah! Jeff has a second podcast. If you're on the internet and you're like just scrolling around, if you're playing candy stand uh, wiffle ball and you're playing uh, an old ROM of Wii Bowling, um, why not check out Jeff's other podcast? Is Wii Bowling available on a ROM? I, I don't, don't feel like that's, know. I don't, I don't, I, is that I possible? Don't, I don't know. I don't know, Jeff. I don't know why I said Wii Bowling. <laughs> Why was that your well, all right? That's what, my part, retro shout out. Party retro of one. Shout out of the day. Sorry. <laughs> party of one is an actual play podcast focused on two player role playing experiences. Every week, uh, a friend and I sit down. We play a two player game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears. And we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Wednesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Boom! Uh, All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. The One Shot Podcast Network is kind of like our umbrella, our parent company, and our best friend. And they look out for us. So you should go to OneShotPodcast.com and browse like the really dope plethora of content about tabletop. Uh, it's not just like tabletop stuff. There's stuff about like design, creativity, and like reviews. And you should check them out. Like System Mastery is really great if you like learning about new games. Design Doc is really good if you like learning about how the fuck games are made, which interests me because I don't understand it. Um, and also, there's the other show that I'm on that the Kickstarter comes out May 11th. And it is, you like that pivot, Jeff? I learned that kind of it's stuff. It's a good from pivot. You. Strong um, pivot. I learned Strong that pivot. stuff from you. Uh, good. Good stuff. Skyjack's good stuff. Courier's Call. It's an all ages actual play podcast. Um, set in the world of Sphere from Campaign Skyjacks, where it's about 14-year-olds uh, discovering the magic within themselves and the world at large and going on cool adventures. It's cool for any age, kids, adults, anybody. And our Kickstarter is coming out May 11th. You can find more about that. If you want to learn more about that, go to Courier's Call's Twitter, and you can find more about the Kickstarter there as it launches soon. Jeff, do you have a verbal hug this week? Um, Take time off. Fucking, yeah. Take some time off. Yeah, you, know what was, you know what was great? <laughs> Taking a month off. Yo. You know what felt great? Having a month off. Yo, it did. Phenomenal. Am, it is phenomenal. We had such a nice time to like recharge. And I, I like the fact that we got to stop and go, okay, what do we want to do moving forward? It's great. It time off is Time off is wonderful. It, you fucking deserve it. Somebody said to me yesterday, time fucking, I think it was in the Discord. It's fucking brilliant. It was like time like recovery time is not time wasted or something i was like god damn yeah, that is wise. that's good that's good stuff 
It's true. And it, and it gives it like for me, it gives me, I am one of those people who's like, if I want, I want a house one day, I better be productive 24 hours a day. And if I'm not, that means I'm failing. That means I'm not being productive and I don't want it enough. And like, so taking time to just go, we're not making the fucking show. Aaron, you can't stress has been great for me. Because I haven't been yeah. stressing about the show. And I got to think about cool shit. Like, hey, Jeff, should we, like, make stuff that's new, accessible to all these, like, new listeners that are coming in and staring at our backlog, like, this daunting Everest? You know, like, yeah, and we got to think of cool shit. It gives you perspective and time to reflect. Take time yeah. off. Fuck. Take, t- take time. You, hey, you're listening to this? You should probably, like, find some time off. Yeah, whether even if it's like twenty fucking minutes, twenty fucking <laughs> minutes from like you know, like like there is an area in your life that you deserve time off from. Like I won't tell you what it is. It might be work. It might be projects. It might be. It might cooking, be a person. It might be cooking, cleaning. It might be a person. Like find like if you if you feel like you want some time off, like you deserve that time off. Yeah, you fucking earned it just because you exist. You don't have to yeah. prove you earn it. We are so programmed by it. We're so programmed by the capitalistic work, but it's true. That, like, time off is something that you need to fucking earn and feel guilty about. And I'm like, fuck that. You're trying to live, man. There's, no, no, fuck all that. Take time off. Keep yourself alive and happy. It's worth more than that than, like, than fucking burning out and feeling like dog shit. Also, I have one more thing. Go for it. Um, take it from me, the the world guy that I fucking released, that shit, I started working that a fucking year ago and then just stopped because I was beating myself to death trying to like figure things out and get things perfect and stuff like that. And then when I finally finished it, I was writing a fucking two sentences and I would take a 10 minute break in between and then write another two sentences. And you know what? It got done and it's great. So yeah. take it from me. I didn't fucking... I, I, for once in my life, did not grind myself into dust getting a project done. So you can, too. You're better than me. You can do it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I think that's, that's all, all we, we do, do here. It is all we do on this show. Boom! All right. Well, then until next time, good night and good, good game. game. junior wizard and welcome to the post episode audio extra if you're new here it's in this space that things like audio dramas lure editions and calls to action exist today i'm going to say hello to all our listeners just joining us for the first time hello in this episode we talked about a new region in fantasy called whisperbeak it was cool i loved it and i hope you did too Now, when we talk about the world that we've been making over the course of the show, I want you to keep in mind scale. The scale of the world of fantasy is absolutely nowhere near our own. Much, much bigger, in fact. Our thought is that the planet of fantasy is, in fact, several thousand times larger than Earth. So that means myths and legends, tales of heroes and villains— The many cultures found on this world will have their own versions of these and sometimes never learn about some. So it's all kind of a relative perspective kind of thing. The one constant throughout our world, however, is magic. The incredible force that binds all people and things together, no matter how apart, how far apart they may be by distance. So even if someone, say, in the gigantic city of Purethragild has never heard of Whisperbeak, simply because it is really that far away, and I say this, take it with a grain of salt, because we, I doubt we'll ever make a map, even if they've never heard of the city of Whisperbeak, magic is the tether that will link these two worlds or people. 
A mockingbird, for example, may carry a phrase or a bit of recipe all the way from Purithra Guild to a melodious elf in Whisperbeak. And that phrase could inspire a new melody dish or poem or even a friendship while they're there. In that, though, all things in fantasy, despite the physical distance between the various points of light that are found like in between dangerous, you know, I think MMO points full of monsters, are connected. I really want to thank you for listening to our little podcast that could. Um, We really appreciate our listeners and we really are thankful for the ones that we have. And we wanted to do something that is a a big thank you to people willing to try us and hang out with us and spend their time with us because we know there's so many amazing podcasts out there. So the fact that you are hanging with us for like an hour and us doing a writer's room thing, Jeff and I bouncing ideas, it's amazing. And we wanted to kind of give something back so that new people can hang out with us easier and it's less daunting. So we cannot express how grateful we are that you're hanging with us. Your listening means the world. But until next time, Junior Wizard, I am Senior Wizard Aaron saying TTYL.